Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On board this aircraft, there are six emergency exits. Hello, everybody. This is Ron, your captain speaking. We are currently 30,000 feet in the air, and we haven't even left the airport. We just lit the joint. <laughs> just getting a little, little pilot humor there. Seven-footers to- crew, what is happening? We are back. You know who it is. Gerard and Jenna here to chat about the new season oh gerard we are less than a week away we are less than a week until mm-hmm. regular season nba basketball mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's exciting jenna you know it's all it's one of those things where you feel like the summer flew by it wasn't it but you know you're kind of just like man are we done already and it's like yes here we are we are done but i'm excited i know you're excited um Lots happening all across the association, and we'll get into it. Um, but it's always exciting when you have those first, that first doubleheader set of games on TNT, which we will have next Tuesday. So I'm looking forward to that. Ah, uh, yes. And next Tuesday starts our official betting segment. This is where you guys know your girl steps back, and Gerard is out here picking money makers for you guys. It is no joke, guys, out here. I used to get texts last season thanking me and i said oh you're welcome i do all the work i know how it is <laughs> small joke um y'all know i don't be out here doing these numbers if you are a regular listener of this podcast you know i don't like math i've always avoided it and i am still not good at it so i don't talk numbers and when i do just know that gerard has strategically put them in the show run for me thank you for holding my hand for so all good that's what partners do man i love it i love it well let's get into this because each day that passes by it seems as though the drama is just piling up and it is preseason. There's a there's something wrong with that, right? Yeah, mm. you would know that if you are looking at the news and seeing about the Draymond Green Jordan Poole debacle. You know the tapes were leaked. TMZ published a video of Draymond. I mean, sneaking up on your boy Poole over here and just cracking him right in the face. Little shoving there looked like they were uh, sharing some words. And of mm. course, the rumblings were out for a few days before that. You know, saying that they were apparently disputing over attitudes and contracts and things of that nature, which the Warriors are since squashed. And now uh, Draymond has come out, apologized. We have not heard from Poole. And then Draymond uh, took some time away from the team this week to let them heal. And his uh, discipline, which should be internal, is pending. So that synopsis pretty much uh, – Gives you the floor, Gerard. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? I well, will just say, um, yeah, I, I want to know what you. Okay, so we heard about it, right? We, the, the news came out that this the fight broke out, whatever. Yeah. I think on Wednesday of last week, mm-hmm. and then the video comes out on Friday. So like when a- you saw the video, what did you? What were your immediate reactions? My immediate reaction was. Uh, my immediate reaction was the fact that whoa, this isn't what I thought it was, what Mm -hmm. I thought it was, was like, you know, a little shoving, maybe a little, little graze the side Mm -hmm. of your face Mm kind of punch. If there was even going to be a punch, this was full force Draymond green. Mm -hmm. And when I say full force, I'm emphasizing that because it was to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was just like a, a cheap shot of sorts. And just, again, a harder punch than I thought it was reported to be. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. Then my thought immediately goes to, you know, there's a lot of things you could get past. But Mm -hmm. when you cross that type of line into someone's personal space, Mm -hmm. and again, I don't know what was said, Mm -hmm. but that right there, that's hard. That's hard stuff. I mean, I've never been in those shoes, so I I can't speak from experience. But the thing is, how do you come back from that? And, you know, of course, the – narratives are going to run with oh Draymond wants out oh was he loving LA like what's going on mm. all the things which we'll get to but yeah how do you get past this especially and the thing that puts a cherry on the top is they are the reigning champions who can 
make a go at it again. And repeat for sure. Uh, so, not, not the way you want to start. Dynasty, yeah, not the way about. you want to start your title defense. Right. That's yes. not, um, you know, as, as I say all the time, Jenna, and, you know, shout out to Coach Thorpe on, on Drew. He says this all the time. It's an NBA season. The storm is coming at some point. Right. Well, damn, Golden State. Why y'all got to make the storm yourself? Like, you know, like some shit's already going to happen. Maybe this is their thing this year. Y'all already starting it yourselves. That's number one. And I want to go back to what you said about, and and you were sort of searching for what to say because I feel like the issue was how it was presented is not what you expected to see if a video came out. And that's, I think, the point that's very important right here. The Warriors made it seem like, oh, you know, this was no big deal. But, but, you know, like. Water under the bridge, internal. Time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Stuff happens in the NBA. And I want to kind of parse through that because that's important. You know, we saw, we've seen a lot of conversations online, Jenna, about, well, this is a workplace, you know, that stuff can't be tolerated, whatever. And it's like, look, I understand, like, yes, it is a workplace in the sense that that is a place where these people go to work. But we, I don't mean you and I, but the collective we, okay, mm-hmm. allow different sort of rules to take place in a sports workplace, okay? This is an environment where guys are being aggressive. And you know, playing tough defense and doing aggression right? is part of it. Aggression is general. part of the job description. Okay? Yeah. So when fights happen in sport locker rooms, uh, you know they're viewed differently than if you were to New York Post, Jenna, and someone just walked over to your cube and punched you in the face. Right? That's a very different scenario, right? Because it's yeah. not. It, it, <laughs> we don't. You don't promote aggression at the post in that way. Your job no. isn't physical like that, right? Okay. So. The Warriors make it seem like it's a dust up, happens all the time, blah, 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 whatever. So I took it the same way you did. And the video comes out, and I was like, well, this ain't exactly how you made it seem. Draymond and Poole are off the floor while some kind of drill or something is going on. They're yeah. not standing next to each other. Poole is more closer to under the basket. Draymond's more closer to the side. Draymond walks over to Jordan Poole. Now, again, we don't have audio. And by the way, audio does not mean that whatever was said uh, gives Draymond the right to go over there and punch somebody, right? You're an right. adult. You know, use your words, as we say to kids all the time. However, once Draymond starts walking over, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, something's got to be up, right? Okay. Draymond gets face-to-face with Poole. Literally, I mean, he could have smelled what Poole had for breakfast on his breath. Okay. I mean, he was in, right. I mean, they were literally nose to nose. As Jordan Poole, and maybe you yourself, you may not want somebody in your space. But I agree. Why are you coming into my space like this, regardless of what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Jordan Poole could have done something different. He could have walked away and said, get away from me, Draymond, whatever. That was an option. He didn't choose that option. He chose to push Draymond out of his way. Okay, Jenna. It, it, there's a lot of like, da da da, whatever, back and forth. Look, I am not a fighter. Okay. However, I know that if someone is coming towards my face and is in my face and being aggressive towards me, and again the closeness with which he was. They were basically nose to nose. That is telling me already, that's giving me information, Jenna. That is telling me that this person who is coming into my face nose to nose is unafraid of physical confrontation because why else would you crowd someone that closely, right? Also, the fact that, just to point out, that this punch did not occur during a... One-on-one face-to-face conversation. He walked himself over there. Correct. Correct. And put himself in the situation. Correct. I'm not saying, I don't know, you know, who exactly started what, but I'm saying you walked over there to that man and put your hands on him. Correct. So here's the thing. So again, tying into all what I'm saying, you walked over from where you were. This is Draymond Green walking over. If I'm pool, my spidey senses are already up. You are now in my face, nose to nose. Again, that posture and that body language is telling me you are unafraid of physical confrontation, right? Someone who is fearful of physical confrontation 
ain't going to be, right? They're, they're not going to do that. That's, that's not what they're going to do. Again, Jordan Poole could have chosen to turn around and walk away, like get away from me, Draymond, whatever. He right. didn't choose that, right? He extended his arms to push Draymond out of his way. People can argue whether that's right or wrong. It doesn't matter. That was what the sequence of events was. Once Jordan Poole put his hands on Draymond to push him away, at that point, you have to know all bets are off. Anything can jump off in that moment. Yeah. Am I saying Draymond is correct? Absolutely not. Draymond is dead wrong. And I mean, that was assault, what he did to Jordan Poole. Full-on assault. But again, people I see about it's a sucker punch. He didn't know it was coming. No, man. No, no, no. That, he may not have known it was coming, but that ain't no sucker punch. Again. And it's also... It would be a sucker punch if generally if he was turned around and, and had his back. He'd come behind. out of nowhere. Correct. Again, you are... You are well within your right to want someone out of your face, 100%. You chose to do it, right, by pushing him. Again, you could have chose something different, which is turn around and walk away, right? If you turn around and walk away and Draymond hit him, well, we're not even having a conversation, right? Everybody's like, Draymond's wrong. Toss him off the team, right? Poole chose to initiate contact with Draymond by pushing him out of his way. Again, I am not – Draymond is wrong a thousand ways from Sunday. However, everybody knows if once you do that, you have to be ready for anything to jump off at that point. Number two, KYP. Know your personnel. This isn't. Uh, I was like, is this a trick question? <laughs> the, the, the player that came over in that aggressive manner wasn't Steph Curry. It wasn't. Um, you know, Andrew Wiggins, right? It's Draymond Green, whom you all... You've been well, did you see in the video? There was... It It looked as though a coach or some type of personnel kind of knew what was going on or and knew kinda, something and would trailed. pop off and kind of followed in the corner. That's what I'm assuming. That's what it looked like. And, it, you know, he was probably you, like, oh, man, this is this is Draymond? Okay. It's Draymond. You, this dude... Okay. He... Uh, this dude went at Steve Kerr in the locker room at halftime of the Oklahoma City Thunder game in 2016. Security and police were called because they thought he was going to kill Steve Kerr. Okay? We saw what Draymond did to LeBron James mm -hmm. in the finals that year. We saw we saw Draymond, Draymond Green going after KD in that game when they were teammates in the LA Clippers, right? Like, mm -hmm. this is a dude who seems to always escalate things. Why would you, like, again, once you started that process of and again, Jordan Poole is right to want Draymond out of his face. That is totally acceptable. Yeah. But again, once you start that initiation, you have to be aware that anything can happen next. Now, it doesn't mean that now it's got a boxing match or whatever. Poole could have still got knocked out, right? But the idea that he, he didn't know a punch was coming, he should have known. It's Draymond Green, right? This was a situation. Now. Let's keep in mind, Jenna, the Warriors were going to let this thing slide and handle it internally. What did Bob Meyer say when he came out with his press conference on Wednesday or whatever day it was before the video leaked? These things happen all the time. We've heard reports that Jordan Poole's a bad attitude. That's not true. Draymond's wrong. We know He knows he's wrong. He apologized to the team. People, somebody asked him, oh, will Draymond um, be missing any games? No, we're going to keep that internal. I doubt he misses any games. They were going to let this shit slide. Then the video came out. Now, all of a sudden, Draymond's also, not with the team anymore. Also, okay, yes, yes, incredible point. And, um, again, I'm not trying to stir the pot here, but let's also be serious. If it wasn't Draymond, if it was another guy and not one of your core guys, mm -hmm. would, would mm -hmm. they be suspending him or would they be doing it internally? Well, that, well see, I, I love that because you say that. Because the ring ceremony's coming I, up. Where's I, Draymond? We don't I want love, the drama. I love that you say that. So in any workplace, there's a hierarchy, right? Employees that are high functioning and very critical to the organization's success are often given more latitude than an employee who's at the bottom of the, of the, of the, uh, of the org chart, right? That goes, that is true for every association and walk of life. It don't matter whether you're an accountant, a lawyer, a basketball player. It don't matter. 
high-performing employees have more leeway than lower-performing. That, that's just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Draymond is a high-performing employee. When you look at the Warriors' success, he is often, after Stephen Curry, the most impact, impactful person on the floor for the Warriors. So they need him. And because they need him, they tolerate a lot of his nonsense. As I said before, you notice ain't the first time Draymond got into somebody in practice. Now, maybe the first time he punched somebody, but this ain't the first time he's gone jaw to jaw with someone in practice. I, come on. This is Draymond Green we're talking about. But again, you know, it's um, it's male testosterone, machismo, whatever. It's a locker room. We allow that. Okay. You allow that, right? You will. At some point when you're the Warriors, you got to be like, look, man, this juice ain't worth the squeeze, right? How much longer do we have to deal with this type of behavior for a player who we admit is good and important to us, but is he this good and this important to us for us to deal with this? Mind you, he could have injured severely Jordan Poole, who is 23, super young. Anything from the neck up could have broke is his face. serious stuff to me. Could have broke his face. Could have broke yeah. his jaw. Like, and Jenna, the other piece about this that we didn't mention was the violence in which those punches were thrown. These weren't like some, you know, uh, love taps or like, ah, what? No. Draymond left his feet. That's how violent the punches were. Yeah, you could feel the force behind that one in the video. It was just like, whew. That was was punching with malintentions, right? Like, that was bad intentions. Something, and Draymond came out in his presser and said, there's some things going on, hurt people, hurt people, or something you put on online. There are things going on, things going on in my personal life that are consuming me right now. Look. Is that of, what he said? Yes. All of that may be well and true. I'm not here to say he's lying or making stuff up. That could be true. I don't know. But yo, my, my guy, you, you got to control that, man. You cannot bring that into the workplace where it causes you now, again, to commit. A, that was assault. He assaulted Jordan Poole, okay? That's what that was. Now, the rules of sports and how we look at sports and locker rooms, Jordan Poole ain't going to press no charges because that's not the society in which we live in and where sport occupies would not allow Jordan Poole to do that. Well, because then if Jordan Poole does that, then he disrupts the camaraderie and the Well, not only that, then people start being like, then people start talking about, Is what people will say is what I'm saying. He's soft, he is, whatever. Yeah. Right? All, All the silly idiotic things that we allow sports to dictate in this culture right will will be there that's number one number two we talked about this or maybe you and i didn't but draymond wants an extension he's in year three of a deal he's a player option next yep. year yeah well was gonna mention l- l- that. let's be real right now warriors ain't putting no extension on the table for draymond so uh my boy you better you want to opt in jordan Poole, he saw what tyler hero got that four-year 130 dollar he's like oh i'm getting that and maybe more which, by the way, Jordan Poole probably well deserving of all of that. Okay, he was all smiles in preseason after that one. If I'm Poole, I gotta be like, "Yo, this is a place of work, and this is what you allow. You allow this dude to wild out like this again, Jenna." If the video didn't come out, Jordan Poole was already going to have to eat a certain amount of that, right? Internally You're amongst right. his peers. That's a good point. But now that it's out, the whole world sees it now. So not only does he have to deal with that, he got to deal with everybody clowning him on Twitter, dudes around the league. And I don't care what any – look, these are human beings. They care what their peers say and think about them, okay? People got to be talking about it. It, It's just – it's a messy and bad situation. And Draymond, yo, if this team don't repeat this year, my guy, this might be your fault, bro. Like, you started this shit. Like – and it is it is a very unfortunate situation. And Draymond, Jenna, Draymond may have cost himself some money. Like, I, if I'm if I'm, I Joe, Lake, if I, if I'm it, Joe Lake, if I'm the Warriors, what well, I'm not putting no extension out for you. Hell either no. way, I think it's going to cost him money. I mean, has the league fined him yet? If not, why haven't they? So the league generally prefers to let teams handle this. And again, here's what when we you don't, see videotape of assault, you want to let the team handle it. Cool. Here's what here's what we don't know. If the video didn't come out. What would the punishment have been? This whole Draymond's away from the team. This is this is the punishment. It's oh, it's a mutual. Yo, they're like nah. You, how and how long is he gonna be away? I also have a question. So, um, I saw snippets of the apology from Draymond. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did see, 
I thought was good. You know, he apologized to Jordan's parents and his family, which I appreciated. Um, and, you know, thought he had some good things to say. However, I did not hear the entire um, apology. So if you happen to remember, did he at any point, I know he apologized in XYZ, but at any point did he say, I lost my cool. I take responsibility. I am holding myself accountable. I mean, he did a little. I lost my temper. He did a little bit of that. Um, okay. he, he did deflect about saying, you know, he did a little bit of that. But he talked about, again, the personal issues. He did spend some time talking about the tape getting leaked, you know. Um, and it's like, look, this is another, like, flashpoint on Twitter. It's like the importance of the tape being leaked, not being leaked, whatever. Here's what we need to know. Had this not come out, the Warriors would have handled this much differently. And now that it is out, they're going to have to, because there's the public pressure. If Draymond shows up on day one of the, of, 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 of you know, first game of the season, TNT, Tuesday night against the Lakers, shit's cool, he's in the starting lineup, all good. If I'm Jordan Poole, I'm like, really? This is what we're doing here? Cool. And I, I see where this, my lo- your loyalty lies. And, and I want to point something out. Shout out to my guy, Coach Thorpe, who said this. So Poole hasn't made any public statements about this since it happened. Nothing. But Coach Thorpe thinks that Jordan Poole said what he needed to say with the game he played the other night against the Los Angeles Lakers. Very well. I mean, he played very well. He showed out and was like, look, I was like, wow. And I was he trying co- to look at his face. There was and, nothing. And Coach Thorpe was like, that was Jordan Poole being like, fuck you, old man, Draymond. Like, you know, I'm getting my money. You cost yourself. You know, good luck in Charlotte, Orlando, or wherever the hell we trade your ass. Like, and I was like, wow. That, I, I that will look- say Poole's handling it well so far. I mean, for him to come out like a G and have that kind of game um, in L.A., knowing people will probably be heckling him and stuff, whatever. Like, yeah. and, to, and again, it's preseason, I know. But for him to, but still, it, it Jenna, like, it, fights, like, the whole world saw, I mean, the whole world, the whole basketball world saw that, right? Like, to come out literally the next day or, or two days later and play at that level in L.A. at crypto, like, I mean, that is some mental toughness right there. He is, is a tough dude. And that, you know, no doubt that also likely um, showed something to his teammates, right, more than anything, Jenna. So, look, I would not be surprised. I mean, it's a, lot, a couple of the Warriors players, Warriors players have said it, Draymond's. And, and Marcus Thompson, the athletic, wrote this and said it well in his piece. Draymond was a leader on this team. He vacated that leadership role with his actions in that practice. Well and Ke- said. And Kevon Looney said uh, after the Lakers game, Draymond's got some things to do to earn our trust again. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing it, but essentially, and that's the thing. So, you know, Draymond has lost the trust of probably almost all of his teammates certainly of the organization and you know this is a problem for him right now and it'll just be interesting to see again because because bob isn't going to say what the punishment is but it'll be interesting to see when the next time is we see draymond green yeah very interesting i mean i on a last note i don't like to you know uh i'm no doctor i don't like to diagnose people but we do know that draymond green has a history of some tense moments and I do hope that, you know, if if it's an issue with him not being able to control his anger or not being able to control these urges to pounce, per se, then, you know, you got to get some, you got to talk to someone about that. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it was, yeah, that, that, that's that. And that is the final word, Jenna. <laughs> that is. Love that. All right. Let's move on now because, you know, I'm, I'm over this. Um, <laughs> let's talk about see, some MVPs or mm-hmm. I should say potential MVPs, of mm-hmm. course, because we're talking about the future here. Of course, we told you guys about the GM survey last week. Luca was predicted to be the uh, MVP by the 30 GMs. And I just don't know why nobody chose LeBron James um, the most. But again, a me problem backing off let's talk about these potential mvps all right and you know maybe some sleeper candidates here Mm -hmm, of course mm -hmm. there's some numbers here that i'll say that really you know gerard will explain (laughs) Luka Doncic, uh plus 450 of course the top Mm -hmm. of the leaderboard Mm -hmm, here for mm -hmm. a predicted mvp everybody's really high on him and i don't Mm -hmm. mean that in a bad way it's just that you know 
<laughs> I just feel like there's always something he's missing. And, you know, it could be the fact that he might not be on a well, a good team. Well, great it, team. But, it, you know. Yeah. Here's what's interesting about Luca. So, we, Jenna, you know this. We talk about this every year. The NBA isn't the NBA MVP isn't just a performance award. It's also a narrative award. Okay. And the narrative all stars. Yes. The narrative has to fit. So the talk has already been among the 30 GMs already out in the ether as Luca as the MVP, because he's seen as the next one as ascending mainly off of his outstanding performance against the Phoenix Suns last year in the playoffs in the conference semis, right? Beating the number one seed and going to his first conference finals. Made his, made all NBA first team. So the nar- the early narrative is already in his favor. And here's the thing. He played Euro Eurobasket for his home home team, Slovenia, which means he's in shape to start the season. So the Mavericks start out well, because that's been a problem for Luca, right? He's come in a little out of shape and he kind of ramps up late. So you lose yep. that early season momentum. But he's already in shape. They come out the gates. 10 and two, whatever. Some and he's doing Luca things, you know, 28, 8, and 9, and all this, all that stuff. He's gonna get a lot of buzz for MVP. So and at plus 450, that's still great odds, right? So those of you that understand the betting aspect of this, you bet 100 bucks, you win 450. That's what the that's what the plus 450 means. Now, Joel Embiid, another good narrative story. Runner up for the MVP the last two years, okay. Is this the yeah. year he finally breaks through? Mind you, if there was no Nikola Jokic last year, Joel Embiid is the MVP, right? I mean, yeah, the season he put up that in any other year, that's an MVP season. It just happened to be Jokic was even more incredible last year than he was the season before. Um, so watch out for Philly. And if they're playing well, he's going to be an MVP candidate. Giannis Antetokounmpo. So this is now a stage of his career, Jenna, where it's like it was with LeBron and KD in their primes, right? So where it's like, well, every year they're going to be an MVP candidate because that's how good they are. Yeah. Giannis is that dude now where it's like, every yeah, okay, he's true. He's up there, right? Because you know you're going to get your typical 27, 10, and 5 or whatever you get from him, right? His relentless two-way play, you know, all that stuff. And the Bucks are going to be good. Plus right? he's coming in with that kind of – and I feel like he's had this, you know, of course, since they won the chip, but like with this – weight off his shoulders mm-hmm. he's done mm-hmm. what he's had to there Want a chip? Yep. so it's Want easier a chip? for him to unlock that type of level of his game no doubt and, and we we talked about this last week you know he talked about skill he said he's not not the most skilled player in the league right but he is maniacal about his work ethic right and that is a skill that, that's mm-hmm. his superpower so you know he's been working diligently on his game you know he's gonna be ready to come back in and, and play some big time some big time ball this year so if you're looking at MVPs, Jenna, those three are the likely candidates that I would sort yeah. of keep my eye on. Um, yeah. Now, of course, you can't disrespect Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic. You know, well, I can't like, believe your boy's that low. I'm well, a little shocked. I'm not well, going to lie. Plus 1,000? I mean, look, so, he, so after Giannis, the next people are Durant and Jokic at plus 1,000, right? Then it's Tatum at 1,200, Curry at 1,300, Moran at fourteen. Kawhi Leonard at 1,800 and LeBron James at 1,800. Um, I, I, I'm not this surprised. This is wild. Well, because the, yeah. the situation is, what Vegas is saying is, we don't think Durant's going to play enough games for him to make MVP, right? And what do I always say? The biggest predictor of future injury is what? Previous injury. Well, Durant's been hurt the last three years, right? So oh, man, there's no, right? It, it, it's, it's not unlikely to think he'll miss some time again this season. And if he's not playing enough, and let's be frank, do we even know if the Nets are going to be very good? I mean, they could be, but they could also be a disaster because that team's full of drama, right? So, I mean. I mean, you never know with Kyrie and. Exactly. Now, if they are, because as as I've said, they are talented enough to be the best team in in, in the league. If they're doing that and he's doing his thing, he will for sure be in the MVP race as he was last season until until the Nets faltered, right? So, yeah, that's just the reality of, of, of what it is. Now, Jokic, you know, the last person to win three consecutive MVPs was Larry Bird in the 80s. I doubt Nikola Jokic will be the, the, the second player to do that. It's probably not going to happen. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that he's not incredible. I mean, Jokic is... Effortless. He makes it look. He is phenomenal. He is just... <laughs> his advanced numbers are off the charts. But 
He's so good. And you and your numbers. Now that Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray are back, but here's the thing: if this team is at the top of the Western Conference, it's going to be hard to deny him, right? So again, you're looking at stories that may work and who's going to do what. But Jenna, you know someone who I think is an interesting MVP candidate. Who? Because I have one. Zion Williamson at plus two thousand. Huh. Here's That's what I say about that. Uh, Howard Beck, a Sports Illustrated national NBA writer, one of the best in the business, had a piece that came out today um, about Zion and a lot of what's been going on with him. And remember, Jenna, we've been we talking about it for a year, right? Like the, the whole injury thing with him last year was weird. I was like, That's a Jones fracture. Why is the team calling it a Jones fracture? What's happening? What's going on? So, in Howard's reporting, um, you know, he suffered a setback in the with, with the injury um, in terms of it healing. And he was in a bad place mentally, which would explain him not talking to the media. And he, with the team's blessing, remember, he rehabbed away from the team up in Portland. That's when we were speculating, like, well, is this a Jordan brand play? What's Are, are they the ones telling you what to do? What's going on here? Whatever. It turns out that he was just in a bad way. And... Once he got back with the team, when they signed CJ and, you know, he saw what the run they did and in the postseason, he started to feel good about basketball again. And in Howard's piece, and I encourage people to go read it, he attacked this offseason relentlessly and with a maturity that he hasn't in the past. And, you know, Jenna, he got drafted at 19, first pick overall in 2019 draft, multimillionaire overnight. Like, we all like to think that development and professionalism is a linear thing right you get drafted you get all of a sudden you're a pro you that's not yeah you're a pro in name but maybe not in practice and what to do you need to learn and be taught how to be a pro and how to do it well i think that just working on your mentals being in that space takes years and years of work oh my god i mean to do what zion has done and been through i mean that's just it's a different type of and this is just my opinion but it is a different type of low when people are attacking your no body no and your appearance no um doubt. and you know i've had to write posts about it at the post but mm-hmm. you know reporting news and things like that but never attacking someone's body and I, when i say that i mean the attacks from the internet and the yeah. public and, and the dissection of I mean, photos and things yeah it, it, it's a lot jenna and you know he had a conversation with cj mccollum um the perfect that, person to probably have on right. your team when I mean, it comes to that cj is because he's so great and understanding i mean he's the and he's the mbpa which is the players association of the league he's a players association president he is a pro's pro like this man is professional and understands the business of basketball and how to go about your business as a pro and he talked to zion about look man nutrition sleep habits hydration all those little things that you know when you're 19 20 you're like "Ah, i don't no no no, my guy that's if you want to reach your potential and be who you're supposed to be you've got to approach this as i say this all the time jenna this is a job like, I get it that it's a game, right, to us when we watch on TV and to fans, but this is their work. Think about your work. What's it like when you go to work? Not that I'm saying anybody does this, but when you go to work hungover, not getting the proper sleep, right? Your work, like, your work suffers, doesn't it? Your work suffers when you're just not taking care of yourself, like Correct. in that way. You're going to bed late. You're Correct. eating terrible Shitty things food. right before mm-hmm. you lay down. You're going out to 10,000 events a week. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can't do it. It's not sustainable. You don't feel good. You can't perform good. Your mentals aren't right. Think about that. And our jobs are not physical in that way, right? Yeah. How, so imagine if you are not doing the proper things and your job is physical. It's a problem, right? And that's sport, part of it. Yeah. That leads to injuries and different things. So anyway, CJ said that, you know, he's really attacked. You know, he's he understands that this is about him and how you have to approach this as a professional. And Zion, from everything, everybody I've talked to down there, he's in the best shape of his young career. He's hired a professional chef. He's, you know, he's no more okay. soda. It's water. Like he is, and he's unveiled some things in his game. And Jenna, this team 
they started the year terribly, but then they made the playing tournament, won that, and or and advanced to the to the playoffs. Yeah, and took the Suns six games. If he's healthy this season and ready to, play, I mean, think about it. The last time we saw him, he was averaging twenty seven points per game on the most absurdly efficient uh, efficiency numbers: sixty percent effective field goal, sixty five percent true shooting. That is stupid. Like out of control. He was already the best interior scorer in the league at <laughs> at 20 years old and borderline all NBA. So if he's taking his craft seriously now from what he has to work on his body coming into this season, look out, NBA. And again, this team was already good last year. If he's if they come into they could be in many ways what Memphis was this year, last year. Yes. Right? yes. And if they are that, as Zion is averaging 28. Eight and oh, he'll be in the MVP conversation, my friends. And he will because that'll be a hell of a narrative story. So, no, watch, that's a great him, watch, pick. watch him as a sleeper. I agree. I like it. That is a great pick there. Who do you like um, as a sleeper? You know, I didn't really have so much of a sleeper. I was just looking at this list and mm-hmm. just like, I feel like I'm such a Jason Tatum hater, or it makes me look like one, but what like, what do you mean? Well, because I tweeted the other day. I don't know if I told you this. I tweeted somebody. I was at an event. Somebody was like, yeah, Jason Tatum's top five NBA. It was like. And you were like, hell no. I tried to not say anything. I did. I'm working on it. But I was just like, oh, come on, bro. Like, no, don't do this. And you know me. I don't pretend to be the most educated person in the world. But I was just like, maybe top 10. It's tough, right? Like. I'd say top 10. I mean, the top five is yeah. was tough. I was it's like, tough. so whose spot is he taking? Giannis, yeah. Jokic, Durant, um, Embiid, Steph, if you want. Steph, I mean, yeah. Like, there's a yeah. lot of dudes up there. It's a lot That's of dudes That's what I mean. I'm just it, like. Look, it. you know, the, the thing about it is everyone likes to think of, like, top 10, top five, whatever, as these fixed points. Oh. Yeah. It's not. The, as is the best player in the world title, the, the mythical title of who's the best player in the world. That shit rotates, okay? Mm-hmm. Like. A guy has a hot month, you're like, oh, there's the best friend. It just, it changes, man. It's not some fixed thing you hold forever, right? Like, even when LeBron was the best, it wasn't like he was the best player in the world every day of every single, right? You have weeks, you're like, oh, man, that, that year that KD won the MVP, those two months, I was like, I don't care how good LeBron is. He ain't KD right now, right? Like, I right? mean, this stuff switches. Like, it just is what it is. But, um, you know. Anyway, two on. sleepers, mm-hmm. two sleepers for you that I'm thinking people are going to laugh and call me crazy, but it is possible because they have been in the conversation before. Okay. Let me, let me hear it. James Harden. Oh, that's interesting. Well, what? He lost all this weight. I mean, 50 tweet that. <laughs> and you know, he's apparently in an environment that he likes. I mean, okay. at one point, this man on multiple occasions has been in this conversation. Oh, I mean, he should have Many probably won more than one MVP, but yeah, yeah. But in my other one, mm. just got paid, just secured the bag, happier than ever seemingly, Carl Anthony Towns. Wow, you went way off the board. Okay. Oh my gosh, so off the board that people are going to question my sanity. So but it is okay. Carl Anthony Towns plus 5,000, so he is a long shot. I told you guys I'm not a better... James Harden, let's see where he is. Is he even on the board? Probably <laughs> he, not. he may not even be on the board. <laughs> James Harden, oh, he is plus 7,000. Okay. What I'm saying is, what I started like when before I said this was, it's possible. It is I mean, possible. I'm, anything, anything's possible. Look, yeah, who's, that's who's true. Kevin Garnett. That, that, that Harden. Or no, was that Kevin Garnett? It was Kevin Garnett. Yeah. After, after the Celtics won the title in 08 Here's what I, or 09. Here's what I'll say about um, Harden. He's not going to, I mean, MB it's going to, like, being on a team with Embiid is going to, in many ways, preclude him from winning an MVP. So there's that. Facts. Um, and with Carl Anthony Towns, look, we have long said how talented Cat is. You know, starting the season off with that um, that infection, he was in the hospital and lost some weight. Yeah. That's going to give him a that's slow. That's me. That's going to give a, a slow start out the gate. And then, you know, Anthony Edwards is the guy that people like in in Minnesota. Ooh. And, and you know, as I say, it, it, this is such a narrative-based award. You know when that True. that video in the playoffs came out of how Cat actually sounds when he talks? And you know how people clown him. Like, it's just it's just one of those things where – You just sent me that video. All these I've definitely people, seen it, but I It's just like, you know, everyone's going to be like, uh, anyway. 
but I, I I love your guts for going off the board with those picks. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs> but, no, I'm sure I'll get the trolls and the notifications very soon. It's all right. It's fine. I'll be all right. But all right. Now that that's over, because LeBron James wasn't at the top of the list. Oh, there I go again. Um, let's talk about some news and notes around the league, because this one is interesting. And there is a point guard who is waiting for somebody to call to give him a job. So we'll eventually get there. But the Charlotte Hornets all-star LaMelo Ball, he's been diagnosed with a grade two left ankle sprain, and he's going to miss some time. That's according to Sham Sharania of the um, yep. athletic there. So... And then, ironically, this interview just comes out with my guy, Kemba Walker, telling the Boston Globe that no one has reached out to him for a job for All-Stars. It's fine. I know he's got that nagging knee injury, but come on over. Come back home to Charlotte. Spend his first eight seasons there. Don't play with me like this. Um Look, hopefully LaMelo gets back soon, but Charlotte's going to be bad anyway. So, I mean, what what do we, like, right? I just want to see Kemba in the league. I mean, and Kemba, you know, unfortunately, you know, when small players get start to get that injury bug, it's, oh, it's tough. It's you tough. and the small guy. But it's true. You the small it's guy true. syndrome. It's true. It's it's just tough, man. Uh, but Kemba, you know, great college career, made those four all-star uh, teams here in the, in the NBA. Those those injuries just kind of savaged him a bit. It's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, since the Celtics. Then he got shipped off to OKC. That's when you know. Nah, that's when you know. Much over at that type. Yeah, that's it. The decline. All right, let's talk about uh, some exciting hype around the league about the top two draft prospects for next year. Uh, Victor Wembenyama and mm-hmm. Scoot Henderson. Now, these two mm-hmm. faced off in an exhibition game in Vegas, mm-hmm. the Metropolitans 92, and mm-hmm. the G League Ignite. Of course, Scoot is repping the G League Ignite for a minute there. So he's kind of had more experience, but Victor showcased in his first ever game on U.S. soil and drop, what was it, 37? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the yeah. stat in my 37. head. 37.7 of 11 from three. This I mean, kid, yeah. there was a photo on Getty. <laughs> I'll send it to you when we're done. He's stretching and he's like diagonal. <laughs> I mean this. I am not making fun of the kid. I'm just trying to put it in perspective here. The toes on this kid. <laughs> my entire arm. Like, I mean, it was a sight. A yeah. sight. I mean, people are saying that this guy is going to be like the next, you know, the hype is better than LeBron James. Like, Yeah, that, that's what they're saying. Best best high school prospect since LeBron James. I, I don't want to get into hyperbole, but what I will say, Jenna, is this. This is the evolution of the game in many ways. Now, let's also be clear. There aren't a whole bunch of seven foot four people walking around planet Earth. Okay, let's, let's just start with that baseline, right? The, 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 the pool of seven foot four people, real small. Um, but he is high. Highly, highly skilled, Jenna. Um, I watched a, both those games he played because they played two games against the G League Knight. Yeah. He might have even been better in the second game, even though he didn't shoot the three as well. Like, I was just like, this guy, like, he's just so fluid with how he moves. At 7'4", you ain't blocking that shot. And look, I think this kid is the real deal. Um, again, shout out to my guy, Coach Thorpe, who is a professional development coach in basketball, coaches NBA players and other professionals. Yeah, what did he say about this? He's like, look, this. it depends on what, a team is smart enough to do with him and what Victor wants because with the way he shoots the ball and his jumper is pretty, he can be a Duncan Robinson type player. And what coach Thorpe means is, is that he doesn't have to be a primary ball handler. Everybody's like, Oh, he's going to be like KD or whatever. First of all, it's taxing when you're a primary ball handler. Okay. That takes yeah. a lot of energy. Number one, number two, he's seven foot four. His dribble point is too high. Okay. It's basically at the chest of, a smaller guard. They're going to take the ball from him every time. There's no need for him to do that. Run him off pin downs and different actions, giving him 12 threes a game. This guy's making five, six, three. I mean, you know, he's doing that. He's getting the line. He can average 25, 27 points doing that. And then defensively, he's a monster, right? That wingspan? I mean, he's seven foot four with like a, I don't know, eight foot wingspan. It's like a condor. Okay. Like he's going to block like a gajillion shots. I mean, he puts in that kind of defensive ability with that shooting. That is an MVP candidate right there. And it just, but it just looks differently, right? It's a different kind of MVP. It's not a ball dominant MVP, which he doesn't have to be because toss him out, ball, catch and shoot. Again, seven, four. He don't, he don't even see you when he gets up to shoot, right? Like, you don't even see you. That's wild. I mean, hey, that's going to be interesting uh, with the draft, but. 
Real quick, thoughts on Scoot Henderson. Yeah. I feel like he's not getting as much love because of the phenomenon and the anomaly that Scoot, Victor is. Scoot but was great. Talk to me about Scoot. Scoot was great in that one game. He got hurt in the second game early and didn't finish it out. But um, I like his shooting has improved, it looks like. I'm not sure if that's something that we can hold all the way through. I want to see a little bit more. I think decision-making needs to change a little bit. Like I think mm-hmm. he's a little, little shot happy at times, but I love what he can do. Um, he's competitive. Um get to the rack i he can finish I, he can play make a little bit out of pick and roll I, I i like a lot of what i see from him i think you know it, obviously i think victor's number one but i think if you take scoot number two again this is assuming nobody else emerges between now right. and next like july which of course that could happen um but uh, i love those two guys on top of the draft right now and you see uh, Victor's personality already, that quote oh, that I yeah. saw floating around line, uh, if Scoot was never born, then maybe he'd be like the number <laughs> one uh, prospect. Exactly. How old are these kids off the top of your head? Do you oh, know? 18. 18? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's wild stuff yeah. right there. Wild. I mean, wild. can you imagine like wild. having a kid that's like seven foot seven at foot like four. Seven foot four. 15? Seven like, four. Like he, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, think what? about this, Jenna. He's going to be on the French national team. Um, for the 2024 Olympics, which happened to be in Paris. And Joel Embiid, who is a recent U.S. citizen, but he was born in Cameroon, which makes him a French citizen. Mm-hmm. Team France, if Joel decides to play for them, could throw out a front line of Victor, Joel, and Rudy Gobert. I, I would probably and, forfeit. And, 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 and if they zone off, listen, you better, you better be hot shooting from three because you ain't scoring no points at the rim. Nothing. Like, oh, not. man. Good <laughs> anyway. stuff to look forward to. Yeah. I'm putting out in the universe right now that you're going to go to Paris and cover this. I know. Love it. I I, I'm looking forward feeling. to it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Putting that out All there. All right. Let's talk about, of course, the Nets. I mean, when are we <laughs> not talking about the goddamn Nets? I'm I mean, not trying to be a to. hater, but I'm I mean, Yeah, they are. But let's they talk are, about Katie are. continuing to be Katie and troll <laughs> all of us because it's what he does best. It's funny at this point. Katie on his ideal minutes workload, quote, 48 again, period, unquote. <laughs> Oh man! Like everyone who's on, spot knows, Katie's my guy. It's my favorite player in the league. Look, yeah, I, we know. I, it, it, he hates being asked questions about minutes. <laughs> he just does because he just, yeah. You know, his quote has been numerous times. Let me just die out there. I don't care. Like whatever. And it's like, bro, you are thirty-four years old. You can't be playing these heavy minutes. I know you off think, that Achilles, right? I know you think, oh, I gotta play my minutes. Whatever. It's like, dude, th- this team needs you to be healthy. In April, if you got to log heavy minutes just to make it to April, you ain't going to have no gas come the end of the season like we saw in the postseason last year against the Celtics. I don't care what he says. You can't tell me that wasn't a large part of that was fatigue because you had to drag that team. into. First of all, this team was in first place on New Year's Eve in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. All of a sudden, you, you go out with an injury, team loses like 10 in a row. They're playing. You got to come back. And literally go ape shit for this team just to get into the playing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you used up all your gas. So now playoffs, you had nothing. You get swept by the by the Boston Celtics. So no, Katie, you ain't playing 48 minutes. I'd love to <laughs> see Nash keep him down around 32 for the year. It's gonna be hard because you know, guys tell KD no, which good luck with that. Um, but I, I love especially if you're him. Steve Nash. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see KD at 32, 33 minutes for the regular season. Give him yeah. some strategic rest in there, play him no more than 65 games. That way he's ready, ready come postseason time. But, you know, that's just me. Hey, maybe with the uh, addition of Ben Simmons on the floor, it can give a little buffer while Katie takes a couple minutes on the bench to take a break because he spoke highly of him recently and said, you know, that they're just going to trust in him. And he emphasized being aggressive, for Ben to be aggressive. And who cares if you make or miss it? Um, and just things about that when talking about getting his kind of offensive confidence up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's nice. Hey, I mean, if it seems like he's happy and, you know, he didn't have a bad debut uh, last week and they lost to his former team. But, uh, hey, all It'll, is well until you get on the floor. We'll yeah, see. And, and, and Nash talked about it as well. It's good that they're all showing support and they're going to have to continue yeah. to do that. Um, Katie said something interesting this week. He was like, you know, the vibes of training camp and all that are all well and good, but what's going to happen when we start a losing streak? What's the vibes going to be like then? That's what I want to know. And yeah, that's I, agree a good with, point. I agree with Katie. And I, what I want to say is that's on you, my guy, as the leader of the team. And I know this is not Katie's strength, 
But you as the leader, you've got to keep those vibes positive, right? Because those guys react and follow you. You are the best player. That's what happens. Yeah, there's a coach who's got to set a tone and GM and all that. But if you come in and you're sulking and you're whatever, what do you think they're going to do? They're not, they can't be positive. If, if their best guy is not feeling that way, they're not going to be able to do it. So that's on him to keep that vibe high when things go and keep the support around Ben Simmons. It'll be interesting to see because Ben's going to take some time. Guys, he hasn't played basketball in over a year. It's going to take him time. And Katie said this. Pick up is one thing. Practice is one thing. Training camp, you got to get reps in an NBA game. Yeah, he hasn't played an NBA game, a real, I mean, a real regular season NBA game in over a year. Gonna take him some time to get his reps in and play, get familiar. He's playing with a whole bunch of new dudes and get used to playing with new dudes. So it's gonna be a work in progress. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Brooklyn handles that rockiness because it ain't gonna be smooth sailing right away. Right, especially everything that went on. You know, we've already talked about this, so not to hash it up, but just saying everything that went on this past summer. I mean, it's a lot of um, leaps. To get through. So mm-hmm. interested to see how the chemistry gels this season. So we shall see. Um, the next time we are talking to you guys, are we in the regular season? Let me check this phone yeah, there. Time, yeah, we are. The next time we talk, it, it yeah, yeah, you know it. It's regular season time. That night the Lakers will be playing. Um Lakers and Warriors. Warriors will be the second game, and um the first game will be Celtics and 76ers on TNT. It's going to be a great debut. I am so excited. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward Make sure to you it. guys stick with us. You guys know the drill and be prepared to line your pockets next week because Gerard is going to kick off the season with his picks on our betting seg- segment. Segment. Nice, Jenna. <laughs> um, in partnership, as always, with the Props Network. Uh, we love them over there. And, you know, Gerard, again, yeah. it's going to get you guys that cash money. That's it. We got here trying to win you some money, folks. As always, we are part of the Props Network at Jenna Said. Follow us on our social media's social media accounts at Seven Footers Pod on Twitter, at Seven Footers Podcast on Instagram, or on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that jazz at JS Hector at Jenna Lemoncelli. And until next time, everybody, peace. peace.